Welcome. Welcome, everybody. I'm pretending like I'm speaking to a packed room, but really it's Ronnie Saltzman-Gutton, our director, Camp Avoda director. We have a special guest in the studio tonight with me uh, and Ronnie. It's Lou Dennis. Lou is a board member. Uh, he's a longtime Avodian, and uh, Lou, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We had you on episode three. You're back for episode four. Glad you're uh, you're back for more action. I brought another treat uh, for us uh, for for this one. I brought the 1981 Avodian. What years were you at camp again? 1970 to 1981. It's 81. So in 81, uh, on the back of the Avodian, Ronnie, there is a picture of Gary Epstein and Louie, and uh, here's to good friends. And uh, Lou was certainly a central figure and a leader at camp those days and now fast forward to today and he's on the board of directors helping leading us in different ways but uh all good stuff wow that's yeah. a great picture and gary and i to this day are still very good friends speak every week and I live with him a few years and just a special friend that's nice that's nice avoda does that right uh-huh. uh, I, all of my good friends are from avoda um, and what's amazing is we, you know, we just had Max Waltzman on the last episode. I know he and Ty and his his whole bunch of, of buddies. They talk to each other all the time. Fourteeners. It's a, it's a really amazing thing. So. And it's not just your friends from the years you were there. It was friends ten years before and ten years after. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So so to that end, uh, Ronnie, Louie, and I just went to. Uh, we had a birthday party for Steve Zaidman. So Steve was the assistant director when I was at camp. I don't know his exact years. Maybe like eighty three to 88 or something like that um and was he a camper and a counselor there from maybe 66 to 72 or three okay yeah and he was a counselor never a camper right okay and then he he came back on on the administration right yes right so uh so what was amazing about the birthday party it was nice it was his 70th birthday was there were at least 20 alums there people ranging in from age from from 40 to 48 all the way up to Steve to 70 um, and what was your impression of the night Lou? That was great it was great to see everybody and when all the votings get together it's always a good time there's a lot of laughing a lot of hugging it's just like old times like you never left amazing yeah it's what what, what I like about it is the, the challenge the good and the bad was the, I, I could not keep up with the number of stories that were happening, right? There's somebody over here is telling the story, and I'm, I'm trying, I want to hear the end, but then all of a sudden, Lou started a story, and then next to me, Paul Simon's telling me something about it, and then Peasley is telling us. This, I mean, the on and on. On and on. And so I, I've thought about it a lot, and I guess my hope for future of Odians, for campers, for counselors, is that they are creating these memories that these guys are going to be speaking about in 30, 40, or 50 years, because that's, I think that's the secret sauce right there. And they do. Yeah. And my and son, do. Jake, who was at camp for 12 years, just spent the last 10 days in Scotland, Ireland, and Denmark with Justin Lukoff, who's three years older than Jake, and Ben Kasif, who's a year or two older than him. Awesome. And he came back happy as anything. So nice. That's awesome. So nice. And what's also nice is that I, what really warms my heart is after kids graduate college, I hear that, you know, so-and-so, these two, two, these two or three guys are roommates together, and these guys are roommates, you know, yep. <laughs> living in Boston or New York or whatever. And uh, so those, those bonds are amazing. Yeah, and again, Jake lives in Brighton, and he said there are 31 Avodians that live within a two-mile radius wow. of Wow. That's great. That's great. So cool. That was really cool. So at the, at the Steve Zaidman birthday party event, we uh, I did a couple of interviews. So the first one was actually with Phil Lukoff, uh, what is that, Justin's uncle. 
and and Justin's uncle. and Phil talked about uh, the judge and the judge uh, Judge Barnett, right? Yeah. He actually from New Bedford. F- from New Bedford, he founded the camp, and uh, he said some. He he and I talked. I got a little bit on 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 the uh, interview. So let's hear what uh, what Phil has to say. And uh, about the judge, it was interesting. It's about how camp came to be. Yes, Ron. And his great grandchildren are at camp now. Amazing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Ben Williams mm-hmm. and, and Curtis uh, and Curtis and the yep. Kleinmans are connected. That's yep. uh, that's a whole bunch. So uh, that's wonderful. So let, let's hear what he has to say. I'm here with Phil Lukoff and Jerry Hill, and uh, we're talking Avoda for the next Avoda podcast, which we're going to be recording in a couple of nights. Thanks for joining us, guys. Phil, how are you? Very good. Nice to be here. Jerry, you going to be okay with the interview for a few I'll minutes? I'll be okay. Thanks. All right. Better than okay, right? You guys are great. Um, Phil, we were talking about um, the judge. You were telling me um, a little bit about how camp started and the judge. Tell us tell us how that Well, going. my name is uh, Philip Lukoff, and, and I grew up in New Bedford, Massachusetts, and uh, I'm one of uh, uh, 11 Lukoffs that have... Um, Risen the ranks of uh, Camp Avoda. How many? How many hills? How many hills were there? Oh, numerous hills. Uh, <laughs> too many to count. My dad actually went to Avoda. Did he? Yeah, yeah he cool. lived and in a lived in a tent in the early days. Amazing. And Evan, Evan went. True right? story. Evan my went. son. So, yep. Three couple of generations. Yes, yeah, we're all good. there. That's good. I, I, I have two boys that are there. So. And uh, you know, my my father met uh, Judge Barnett in synagogue one night in 1968. And um, because he needed one more counselor, it is, uh, he had this Jewish boys camp in Middleborough, Mass. that we had never uh, heard of. But I just want to make uh, um, just uh, some uh, attributes to uh, you know, the man who, who founded Camp of Vote. His name was Judge Samuel Barnett out of New Bedford, Massachusetts, who in 1927 had, had a vision then of what we know of Camp Avoda now, a camp of uh, families and tradition, and uh, as, and as you pointed out, it was way it was before the Holocaust, right? I mean, he even had this vision. Uh, you know, he acquired this land in Middleborough, Mass. Before, uh, you know, before even the Holocaust, right? Uh, and he bought a nice chunk of land, right, overlooking the lake, like amazing, plenty of space for everything. And uh, he was totally, um, a, he was a philanthropist. I mean, he had no uh, children of his own, and he, he did this for, uh, as a community service for, um, to get uh, uh, b- uh, boys in New Bedford, Jewish boys in New Bedford, to have a place to go for the, uh, nice. for the summer. Yeah, and, and, and he was a little bit of a, uh, a, a, tough, a tough customer, right? He didn't well, stand for anything? Well, he, he was known for that be- because, by definition, he was a judge. But people who knew him personally... Um, you know, knew how uh, kind and gentle he actually was, right. and even at Avoda, he was somewhat um, um, feared a bit that you might lose your job if you violated some of the archaic rules right. that counselors uh, had back in the seventies. Do you think? Do you think he actually knew what was going on, and just uh, or you know, picked and chose what ch- uh, chose? You well, know? you know that that we'll never know. Right. You know, but he was a judge. So he, 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 he knew, he, knew uh, he, he probably went over the books and stuff. He knew, he knew the important stuff. Yeah, because I'm just telling you, because I'm a camp, and we know, you know, we know what happens on a daily basis. And, you know. and uh, yeah, he, he'd made his rounds a few times a year, and then the, the counselors with the, uh, you know, the hippie counselors had to hide their hair for the afternoon, you know, until the, uh, the word got around that the judge uh, went home. But, uh, Did you ever meet him, Jerry? I might have met him. I, I certainly saw him, and I will say that uh, everybody, the campers, the kids, 
Everybody was worried about the judge. Right. You saw right. him walking yeah. around. You kind of found your way out of his way I love and it. That's uh, good. tried to avoid him. Right. Um, uh, but, it's, uh, that's, a, that's a nice res- level of respect uh, for somebody. But, but I will say there was a high level res- of respect, and, and not that today's uh, head of the camp uh, or head of the board of directors or whoever aren't respected people, but right. it's a far cry from when Judge Barnett was... Uh, yeah, you knew when he was there. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, right. But we, but we really never knew of any any negative situation. We no. never knew of him actually firing a coach for long hair. Right. No. Uh, but that was uh, that was, <laughs> that was one the of sentiment. The, the, the laws the, right, at the time. Right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This is great insight. Hopefully, the Avoda fan base will be into yeah. it and you know, uh, get it, an education. Everyone who, who goes to Camp Avoda, they've heard of Judge Barnett and they know about the uh, uh, the Sarah Barnett Chapel, which was sister who who. Um, you know, took care of all the paperwork for all of us so, nice. uh, we were there. But uh, he was uh, just a man way ahead of his time. Love it. And, he, and all the good times that we have, and uh, we're, we're actually uh, be, because of him. And I Disciples. think we, we all should know, should, uh, re, uh, know him. Yeah, him. we just came out of a, we just had a dinner tonight, right, for Steve Zaidman. There were 20 guys around the table, different generations, and, uh, you know, you treat you trace it all back to uh, to the judge. So, all right, guys, thanks. I got to uh, get to wrap it up. Thank you so much. The uh, the other interview I got was uh, was with Phil Lukoff. Oh, I'm sorry, and Jerry Hill was part of that. Jerry Hill was at camp for for many years, uh, and so Jerry and Phil. I also talked to them about Irv Hor- Horwitz. So Irv uh, sounded like an amazing guy. I didn't know him. I've heard the name before. Uh, but let's hear what uh, what Jerry has to say about Irv. Uh, so we're sitting outside of uh, Golden Temple, and uh, we're doing one more interview. This time, Jerry Hill, we had a topic for you. We were talking inside a little bit, and you were telling me about Irv Horowitz. He was a camper when you were a camper? Yeah, Irv Horowitz was a contemporary of mine, and Irv uh, holds one distinction that doesn't seem to be known far and wide that should be, and I'm glad to bring it out on this broadcast. Irv Horowitz was best all-around camper three consecutive years in a row at Camp Avoda. And I don't think, I'm not aware of anyone that was even best all-around camper twice, (laughs) other than than possibly Phil (laughs) Lukov. Hold on, hold on, Phil, is that true? Yeah, I thought, you know, I got all-around camper twice, bunk 11 and bunk 14, and I thought that was uh, pretty good. And I found out years and years ago that Irv Horowitz had it three times. <laughs> and that's how what an incredible person he really was. Yeah, that's... He, he was my uh, junior softball coach at one time, along with Jerry Hill. But these are people that we uh, ad- admired throughout our whole life. Amazing, right? Every, everybody know, everybody that generation must know him, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, yep. And, and what, are his, what are his best attributes? Oh, Everything he could, Irv could do everything other than, but under, under, underneath it all, Irv was just a great guy, and yeah. you, you couldn't not like Irv. Right, right. And, and I and think that, if you asked anybody, they they tell you the same thing. Yeah, it's nice. People respect yeah. that in a camp, right? That's a good. That's a good lesson to learn, absolutely. right? For little kids to be hanging out with this guy yeah, and everything. He was, he was what you wanted in a, in a camp of a counselor. He yeah. was he was always very positive. He was very intelligent. He went to Cornell, I think, and uh, you know. And, you know, yeah. to win all round camp at three times yeah. uh, since you know bunk eight or something, That's a nice which meant that uh, you know that was uh, you know he was recognized for that at, at a quite young a young age. And he, awesome. I'm sure he did that throughout his whole life. Yeah, so cool. Right, right? <laughs> Thank you guys. All right, thanks so much. Uh, so that's great. It was it was nice to talk to those guys. Um, Lou, what were your impressions of Irv? 
Irv Horowitz and Jerry Hill were two of the nicest guys ever to come through Camp Avoda. I still am in contact with Jerry. I haven't heard from Irv in many years, but a quick story. When it was my first year at Camp Avoda in 1970, I was part of the junior softball team, and the coaches were Jerry Hill and Irv Horowitz, and we entered the Ted Williams Tournament in Camp Avoda, the Little Jewish Camp, playing a round robin of probably eight teams, and we came out the winners. Awesome. Wow. It was an awesome experience. <laughs> Jerry and I still talk about it. I still have a trophy at home, and it was really one of the highlights of a voter and that was my first year there it's great that's great i always i always say like i always think back to you know days off when we were counselors and we would go to the beach and we would hang out and then oh there'd be a pickup volleyball game and of course we would win i think you know it, i don't know if we did but it felt like we won every time and we definitely you know have that avoda mm -hmm. it factor right. i think so uh that's awesome that you guys had it that was experience. really fun yeah very cool we're going to call a uh a special alum um, Jay Epstein. So Jay and Gary and Randy, right? Three brothers. And Johnny. And Johnny. I didn't know Johnny. Came through Avoda. Jay, we're going to get him on the line. He's a colorful character. And uh, Ronnie, I don't think you've met him, but mm -hmm. let's let's dial him up and see what he has to say. Hello. Hello, Jay Epstein. That's me. How are you? It's Ken Schiffman, Lou Dennis, and our director, Ronnie Saltzman Gutton. How are you? Cool. Jay Pell. Mashalom Clem. <laughs> what is what is what the is that? Setter. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that's nice. Oh mode. <laughs> can you tell it. What does that mean? I'm not, I'm I'm not a Hebrew speaker. He asked how we are. I told him we're good. <laughs> so um, so Jay, we're doing our Avoda podcast called the Big Avoda World, and uh, you are a special guest on episode four. So thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Tell us uh, what what years were you at camp? Oh God, if I can remember, I was <laughs> I, uh camper there um, for four years, um, mid sixties to sixty uh, nine. I was a junior counselor there in uh, nineteen seventy one, and then um, in nineteen seventy three, I was a senior counselor, and then nineteen seventy six a senior counselor, and then 77, an administrator. That's great. That's a ni nice run. Good good streak of years there. Always the head oh, yeah. of education, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So you, you, made, you made education cool. Did you run services also? Yeah, yeah. Um, cherry Bim, Cherry Bum. <laughs> <laughs> right, Cherry Bim, Bum, Bim, Bum, Bim, Bum. Um... Uh, yeah, we did both. Um, you know, it was always a, um, a challenge to, you know, get the kids to want to study something or go over, you know, um, events that were happening in their lives, uh, that they could relate to. Um, you made it fun, we, Jay. You always had a good zoom golly golly. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we still do that we still do zoom golly golly we still do cherry bim and um yeah putting putting stuff in 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 a context of cool and fun and right is is inspiring for kids and uh so it sounds like you had your fingerprint on that at the time and it's uh it still had a lasting effect on where we are at avoda which is amazing 
Yeah, that's cool. It cool. is cool. And so uh, just one of the reasons why Jay's on the show is because I he he sent me a couple of things over the last couple of months. So I have I have a couple of stories that I could share. He also sent in a nice donation to camp, and in the donation he talked about, I'll let you talk about it, Jay, um, how Cherry Bim uh, got its way to camp. Right, right. Um, 1970, I went to uh, Israel on a uh, United Synagogue youth trip. And by the way, as part of that group six, uh, Peter Stutman, uh, another alumni at Camp Avoda, he was there with me. We had a guy named Larry Stern, who was one of our madrich, uh, one of our counselors. And uh, when we were staying in Jerusalem, or really wherever we were staying at the time when it was Friday night, um, uh, he would bring a little Hasidic sense to us as far as, you know, how to get into the Shabbat and, you know, uh, singing, uh, you know, feeling that warmth, you know, that separation where uh, you could sing and go wild. And this guy, you know, was a uh, stout guy. He was our, also our basketball coach. So, he, you know, he was an okay athlete. But to look at him, um, he would run around the building after we were done eating on Shabbat and, like, be coming out of windows and coming out of back doors as we were all singing it. So he really kept it, you know, entertaining for us. That's great. Um, so that's where it came from specifically, but also another memory when I was a kid at Avoda, a guy named Jerry Silk um, used to sing out, Hine Matobu Menayim. So on that sort of um, historical link, the Cherry uh, Bim Bum was just another part of that. You guys still do... Uh, you know, I said, "Eat, no, no, I, 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 I we do, we don't do it like that. I remember it vividly. So, so, so I'll introduce you to Ronnie a little bit closer here in a second, Jay. So I remember as a kid, I remember doing that song vividly and the David Melech, which we do kind of a, a different version of now. It's, it's close, but, uh, right. so, so Ronnie is our director. She came from Camp Jory. Um, she's been with us for four summers and is amazing. So Jay, meet Ronnie, Ronnie, meet Jay. Ronnie's a Jewish educator also. Naim Ma'od. <laughs> Naim Ma'od indeed. We're going to be singing it up. We might need you to come to camp and help teach it. I'm retired. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can bring you out, you know. Well, Jay, you always made it fun. <laughs> I, well, thank you. But my form of discipline during my classes is no longer acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then stay home. There's, there's, there's a lot of things. Yeah. There's a lot of things like that. Things that happened in the '70s and '80s are definitely not allowed now. So uh, time, <laughs> times have changed. The, the other thing, Jay, you, you sent uh, a couple of letters to us with stories. I love it. Just uh, <laughs> uh, this one I'm holding has 12 different stories. I don't know. I thought you could maybe talk about one of them. One of them I'll, I'll read it to you. Maybe you can elaborate a little bit. It says, "You say in one color war, I was a member of the underdog White Panthers, and after we won, we all ran into the shower house to celebrate." And it once began to sing our fight song while banging on the walls. It was unbelievable. Jimmy Singer's team. That's all I remember, that whole. And Gary Epstein, Lou Dennis, you must admit, Gary as a youngster was kind of a star. And he, Gary says that Singer um, was cheering him on during some key soccer match during that color war. You know, um, that was a yeah, Jimmy Singer event. I remember him. I remember us. No one giving us a chance, and we just ended up in the shower house. After, you know, after, once we won, That's brother Gary's that favorite place. A lot of people will tell you they were on that team. I was on that team. I know Gary Epstein was on that team. I know Roscoe for sure. Lou, were you on that? I team? I was on that team. <laughs> Five Lou and O was, was a camper. Five and O was a camper. 
You know, Lo. <laughs> you know, Jay. So, so this is for, Hello. For, for, for further evidence. We were talking, Jay, about how people, we are, are, they hold on to these stories from camp and they come out no problem and um, it's, just, it's part of the fabric of who we are. Um, so, so at the time when you won, you ran into the shower house. Was that the, the, the tradition that the winning team ran to the shower house? Um, I don't think so. I can't remember doing it before or right after. I don't know. It was I probably it was, Gary's it, yeah, lead. Hanging on the walls. Lou might know better than me. I think it was all about Gary. <laughs> Favorite place, the shower house. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, just, I just know at some point that, that, that used to be the tradition. The winning team would run to the shower house, and then at some point they, 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 people did, you know, they were too destructive to the, to the building, and then it moved to the lake. And so, na- and so now the tradition is oh. right, people, people, when they win, they jump into the lake, which right. is... Uh, 80 people fit in the lake a little better than the shower house. Of course, house. of course, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on a, co- on a cold August night when it's, uh, when it's chilly out and you jump in the lake, nothing feels better. So, uh, so that's kind of right. cool. A right. j- little L Street brownie action, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, one, other, one other one I wanted to ask you, and then we have a little game for you, Jay. One, this one talks about Dan Bowman holding up a megaphone uh, do you remember this one in the old age home in Middleborough? Wow. Um, I remember uh, evacuating half the camp. Half the camp, um, their parents came up, took them away. Um, then the, the rest of us went over to hang out in the basement at the old age home in Middleborough. Danny Bowman in charge. You can, <laughs> you're always good for a great time when Dan Bowman <laughs> is in charge. Um, there was a card game going on there. There was um, trying to have a a social with some nurses. Um, there was a movie, Prime Cut, that we had no idea what the movie was about. And we're very surprised to see what it was, although uh, I don't think it really hurt the youth of that time, Lou. Do you think so? I think it was a great time. Fond memories. And I think the people who were there, like myself, it was because our parents wouldn't come up to camp and get us. <laughs> right, because they didn't care. <laughs> it, was, it was character build. They were trying to build character, right? That was their two-month right. vacation. <laughs> the parents evacuated and they left their kids with us. You know? But we, that was a great night. That really was it was. A, you know, it was a very unusual event. Um, Avenu Shalom, Alan Chuculate, and I had a great time. Um, uh, he was working uh, the waterfront in those years. He was there. He was a friend of Danny's for years. Um, uh, that's why he was working there at the time. We had a great time. Mark Chester with a huge bag of candy. Of course, he was in charge of um, Paul Davis said, go grab all the candy out of the um, out of the canteen, so the kids will have some. You know, they'll have a little party when they watch the movie of Prime Cut. Right. You know, that, that, um, great night. That was a great night. What, what I what I like about that story is, and I tell parents all the time, right? Ronnie and I give tours. Oh, tell us about what happens on this day and this day and field trips and blah blah. And they say, Oh, what do you do on rainy days? And they get kind of nervous. And we say, Well, we plan a bunch of things before the summer starts. But what I like is that typically campers remember the rainy day odd activities more than like a regular day regular day athletics and league sure. that, that's all fun and great don't get me wrong but the rainy days so when you talk about this particular thing that was unplanned and it was kind of a crisis and you go to the old age home like anything else at camp you make it fun you make it entertaining and that's you know this is this memory now for you you know 40 years later oh yeah oh it was great in fact in the archive i think um 
Um, we had the um, shelter sign with a picture of Danny Bowman with the microphone. I think that's still in the archive. <laughs> I'm going to ask Tom Levitt. He's our archivist, and uh, see if we can dig it up. That's awesome. I love it. Are you going to be able to come? Cool. Out, are you going to be able to come down to camp for the senior class reunion this year? Uh, no, I can't. No, not this year. Um, and that's a shame. That's the um, the 14 of my um, you know my buddies. You know, Irv, Billy. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. You well. Know? Yeah. Well, we'd love to take a rain check. So whenever you can come back. But before we let you go, I wanted to do a quick quick game. We wanted to do some uh, word associations. I'm going to throw out a word, and you give me uh, whatever comes to mind. Okay. They're all cam- okay. They're all camp things. All right. Ready? Here we go. The first one is softball. Softball. Yeah. Um. <laughs> a voter. <laughs> I mean, we played a lot of softball up there. Yeah. How about how about color war? What comes to mind when I say color war? God, you know, I love color war as a camper, but once I became a counselor, I mean, it was just being a judge and having a blast. You know, I would have liked to be one of those pink flamingo guys. Didn't, you know did, what I mean, Lou? I do. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you did you introduce the notion of pink flamingos? That's unbelievable that besides Jerry Bim, the dad thing still Gary Epstein and I on pink wing wigs. I got those at Medex Low. When I used to work there with the Medex girls. Um, they gave they gave me wigs as like a goodbye and have a good summer at a voter gift. You know? That's great. Well, we still, Ronnie and I still judge the song fest, the spelling bee, whatever. We all get pink shirts because we're all pink flamingos. Occasion- <laughs> occasionally they spice it up. One year it was the Green Hornets. One year it was the Gold Nuggets. I don't know, but they, they do different. But anyway, pink flamingos is the mainstay. So, all right. Excellent. The, what comes to mind when I say zoo ball? You know, I wasn't there for that. I was kind of, yeah, that came after me. All right. You don't remember the Horblet brothers? I remember the Horblets, but um, they were kids when I was there. So I guess when they became counselors, did they become counselors? They weren't counselors, but when they played, they basically sat in the hole. <laughs> was there... I don't remember that. Well, Jay, Jay, when you were at camp, was there running water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they used to pump in their gas. That they they told us was killing the mosquitoes. <laughs> Remember that, Lou? Yeah, I do. Remember they, they come along around with that that truck. <laughs> All right, what comes to, what comes to mind when I say David Melech? Oh yeah. Hi, hi, What what comes to mind when I say flagpole? Flagpole. Flag. Um, taps or uh, Reveille. Perfect. How about when I say brother Gary? What comes to mind? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All the things I can't tell you because I grew up with them. <laughs> Did it for Jay. <laughs> but let me just give him and Louie a compliment. You know, there was a time many, many moons ago where uh, Lou Dennis got on the uh, phone and made sure people were coming to a voter. And then Gary got on the phone for certain alumni events at the beginning and... Uh, you know, uh, they both did a good little teamwork there many moons ago. <laughs> Thank you, my you know? <laughs> All right, and then the final one, Jay, what, what comes to mind when I say brotherhood? Oh, uh, nothing like a voter, you know. I mean, like I was talking to you uh, personally last night. It does sound corny, but it's really not in reality. You go to that place, and you end up in touch with guys and their families, the brother combinations that go there over the years. You know, uh, families in touch forever yeah. after that experience. And, you know... Um, we, 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 I get in discussions growing up as far as, oh, my camp has this, my camp has this, but they never stayed in touch with each other. They never, there was never any camaraderie, um, you know, for years, 
for years, and that was one thing that we guys always had, a voter always had over the other places. I love and, it. Uh, that's, that's true till today. From what I read in, uh, and, ta- you know, and, and talk and when I come up there and visit, you know. That's, and that's what the parents are impressed with too. Absolutely, and uh, it's it's um, you know we have we have families from affluent areas, and they and one of the moms you know from from Boca, I remember vividly saying this to me. She said, "Oh, you know, all my friends send their kids to you know kind of fancy camps in this camp, and they switch from year to year." She's like, "My kids come to Avoda. They've been going for ten plus years." She's like, "That's all they talk about in the winter. That's all they talk about during the summer. That's the only people they want to see." So, uh, so I totally agree with you. That's nice. Yeah, I wish they had. Hey, Lou, what about um, we get some cash up for some old senior citizen condos on the outskirts of Avoda? You know, <laughs> you know maybe start a little retirement village right near you guys. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't come in and interfere with the food or anything, but just you know, hang out every once in a while. I don't know. You can you can have the food. That's okay. In the woods, in the, where, where the lodge was. Yeah, yeah, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That was always a nice little area. We'd have to clean it out because it was always a little scary back there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jay. Jay, we have to wrap it up. I really, really appreciate the time. Your uh, your spirit is infectious, and you can feel it right through the uh, the phone lines here. And uh, yeah, like I said, if you can make it down to camp, come on down. Uh, whether it's during the winter or the summer, I'd love to meet you down there. But uh, I'll talk to you soon. I'm sure. Lou, anything for Jay? Jay, I'll see you soon, June sixth. New Belfa. It will be an honor and a pleasure as usual. As usual. It will. It will. <laughs> Once I learn how to talk again, I think we'll be fine. Perfect. Hey, um, nice to meet you. Um, nice I'm to sorry, meet I'm you too, Jay. It's Ronnie. No, you got it. You got it. I hope you'll stop in this summer so I can meet you in person. Okay, cool. What's your first name? Ronnie. Ronnie, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> All right, Jay. Jay, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, man. Okay, bye-bye. Always a colorful, colorful character. He's, uh, he's, hopefully we'll have him on a guest, uh, as a guest in, in the n- another episode or so. Uh, do we have time for one more call, or do we need to wrap it up? Wrapping it up. Okay. Uh, guys, this was uh, an awesome episode. Really appreciated everyone's time. Don't forget to share us if you like the podcast. Look us up on the Avoto website. Look us up on Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we are everywhere. We are the big Avoda world. <laughs>